And then uh, shaking peanuts, that wasn't a big event, but this is one of the things we did uh, each year, you know, in a cycle. Do you know how peanuts grow? Have you ever seen? Well, peanuts are a, are it's a vine. It has one tap root, and then the vines grow out, sort of like crabgrass, but big vine. You may have seen the fields of them. Well, that vine blooms, has little blooms on it, and the stem of that bloom turns down into the ground and then develops the uh, peanut grows in the ground. In fact, we on the farm call them ground peas for that reason. They were ground peas instead of peanuts. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so after those peanuts had matured in the ground, ready to be taken up, well, we'd go down with a plow, a blade underneath, and cut the tap roots all the way. It'd be a 10-acre field of peanuts. Well, then we'd come along by hand and pull up those vines and shake off the dirt and turn the vines upside down over this 10-acre field out there, you know, in the 100-degree summer sun in South Georgia. But anyway, that's what was called shaking peanuts. Well, the peanuts would stay turned up to dry and cure for two or three weeks or so. Well, after they were cured, then we would thresh them. Well, we had a uh, Parker community threshing machine, peanut threshing machine, so we scheduled each farm different times in order to do their peanuts. So anyway, the threshing machine would go up in the middle, they'd pull it up in the middle of the field, and there was a tractor that had a belt drive, and it hooked the belt from the tractor pulley to the thresher pulley to, to turn all the mechanism in the threshing machine. Well, another one of the mystiques was that my Uncle Eddie, who was Pa's youngest brother, he knew how to run that tractor, so nothing could start with the threshing until Uncle Eddie was there you know, to get the, <laughs> the tractor going and hooked up to the threshing machine. But anyway, the threshing machine would be sitting in the middle of the field, and so we would, with wagons and mules, go down around and pick up, get load up with pitchforks, put the peanut vines all in the um, wagons and go up to the threshing machine and then take them all, dump them all out on the ground. And then there was a couple of men with pitchforks that fed the threshing machine. They would then pitch those peanut vines up into the hopper of the threshing machine and then the, that would go through the machine and the peanuts would come out of the spout and the hay would fly out the back end in a pile. And so then the peanuts were bagged, well they weren't bagged, they were in uh, tubs, dumped into a truck or a vehicle, a wagon of some kind, you know, to collect them all. And then they were taken up to town to the, what was called an oil mill, you know, to sell the peanuts. The hay going out the back end, there was a hay baler. And so there were a couple of men running the hay baler and they would, uh, the pitchfork put the hay into the hopper of the baler and then it uh, was driven off another belt from the uh, threshing machine and it would compress and then when it got compressed into a bale, like you see bales of straw now, that, that's the size of a bale, and there was uh, baling straw, I mean baling wire we sold at the hardware store, that baling wire that you, while it was compressed, you'd tie the, the wire around the bale, you know, and then take it out of the uh, baling machine and start another bale. You know. So anyway, that was peanut 
shaking and peanut threshing, and cane grinding and hog killing. Those are three. Well, during that threshing time, each farm, during the middle of the day at dinner time, we called it, everybody that was working in the field would come to the house, the home house, and the women in the house had made the big dinner for everybody. So everybody, but, and Grandpa Parker, he was an expert on when it became 12 o'clock. He'd look up at the sun, you know, and uh, see, and if his shadow was no shadow, right straight down, you know, it was 12 o'clock time to go to the house for dinner. <laughs> so they would all go to the house and eat dinner and rest a little bit on the front porch and then go back to the field. So anyway, um, Cotton picking, uh, the uh, we had about 15 acres of cotton and about 15 acres of peanuts and about 20 acres of corn, but the cotton, what, the field was right next to our house, so that's where I was talking about setting a cotton fire in the house. Well, if you've seen the field of cotton, you know what it looks like. You got the cotton in the, on the um, bushes in the field. Well, we. Whenever and we there were no cotton picking machines, Eli Whitney, I guess, had invented the machine by then, but we didn't have one. We all hand picked the cotton. But anyway, whenever each year came cotton picking time, we would make ourselves a cotton picking sack. So this sack was a burlap bag, and then we'd take two peach seeds and then a cloth strap and some cord or twine. And so we would ball up the edge of the sack over the peach seed and tie the twine one end of it to those two peach seeds on each side of the bag. And then the other end of the cord we'd tie to this cloth strap. Well, we wore that, we'd put the strap across our shoulder with the cotton sack, like if you were right-handed, you put the strap here and the bag was here. Then as we picked cotton, we'd put the cotton in that bag, you know, and all up and down the row. Well, at the end of the row, we had the, um, where we emptied our picking bag onto uh, cotton baskets. Now, where you ever saw, they're, they're woven baskets about that big around, about that deep, you know, so like extra large clothes baskets now, but they were made, handmade from people who would strip strips off of wood, you know, and then weave those into the basket. Well, we would dump our picking bags into those baskets. And then at the end of the day, Pa or whoever the owner was that we were picking for would weigh those as to how much cotton you picked. You'd have your, each had their own baskets, you know, that they filled. And so at the end of the day, uh, Pa would weigh the cotton and how much you picked that day, you know. Well, that's the way I earned my spending money each year you know, was picking cotton. Of course, I didn't pick as much as the older folks. There was some fellow could pick 400 pounds a day you know, from daylight to dark, you know. Well, I'd maybe make 100 or something. But anyway, um, Pa paid so much uh, 100 pounds for picking the cotton. You know? So each year I had a, a, a corn bag, a pocket corn bag. Well, there's extra long ones. You know, it had snap close on the end of it, you know. Well, I'd put my, he paid in coins, you know, so I'd put, oh, keep packing my coins in that uh, corn bag, you know, uh, and then uh, go to town. We only went to town, you know, once a month or something, you know, 
go to town and buy an ice cream because the reason I love ice cream so much now is that uh, never we didn't have any refrigeration or never ate ice cream except when I went to town. So I'd buy myself an ice cream cone and then I spent that money for school, new school clothes for the fall, you know, that was coming up after that, you know. And so anyway, that was cotton picking.